So to start, my husband, our one-year-old and myself live in a rental, and I've been here three years now. When we first moved in, there was a random doorbell that would go off. There isn't a doorbell here that we can see. We thought it was probably a battery-powered doorbell stored in the attic that's probably dying or malfunctioning. That eventually stopped and we forgot about it for the most part. My husband always used to see what we called shadow people, hear footsteps, and have horrible sleep paralysis dreams. I always chalked it up to his mind playing a trick on him, or him trying to scare me. It's been a few years since any of that happened though, and for the year that our daughters lived with us, zero spooky things happened until last night. My husband works the night shift, so it's just me and the baby most nights. Well, last night my daughter wakes up around midnight, so I get her and bring her to my bed. She is back asleep and I'm wide awake, scrolling through Hulu. As I'm searching for a show to watch, I kid you not, the foot of my bed, frame and all, lifts like half a foot off the ground and slams back down. My daughter is still asleep but I'm frozen in fear. My first thought is there is someone under my bed, but I quickly realise I couldn't even fit under our bed so that's far-fetched, but not any better. I quickly scoop my daughter a football style, stand on my bed and jump off the bed as far as possible, and run out of the room. I grab our gun, call my husband shaken and sobbing to please come home, then call my mom to pick us up. At that point our kitchen lights started to dim until they were completely off, which was the last straw. I took my daughter and went to the front yard in only a t-shirt and shorts until my husband got home. Did a sweep for the house and nothing seemed out of place, but I still went to mom's. I finally fell asleep around 3.30 and my husband picked us up at 5am. I'm afraid to sleep here so I've been awake ever since. I don't know how I'm going to be here alone at night anymore. I'm trying to debunk what happened and find an explanation, but I can't. Wake up. Work. Shower. Sleep. Wake up. Work. Shower. Sleep. It's been my routine for close to two years now. The same job. The same clothes. The same people. Recently I asked myself, is this all it's going to be until I die? But honestly, I think I'm already dead and someone just forgot to let me in on the secret. You see, I attempted suicide almost two years ago today. The more that I think about it, the more that I realise that things just haven't been the same since I got off the third floor. But what if I never really got off the third floor? The only people I see are the people I'm closest to. I haven't made any friends. I haven't had any love interest or done anything remotely like living life. What if my brain is just reliving memories that I held closest to me? Each time someone walks out of my life, it's really just that they have accepted my suicide and I've moved on with their living. That's why all the new people I meet feel like I've met before. Because my brain is using strangers that I met in previous life to add to the simulation. To my daily routine. Like when you dream about someone you never met. But science says you saw that person's face at least once in your life. After I died, my former boss called me back to work. He had left that place of business, but now I was back. So I went back to what I knew. I always wanted to be a trainer with my company. As I type this, I'm sitting outside a hotel in a town an hour from my home, because I'm trained at a new store. A new store that just happened to pop up after I was back at my store. Coincidence? Or just a dream of the life I wanted? My brain trying to give me one last glimpse of everything I could have had, had I not selfishly taken my life. There have been a handful of times that I thought about ending it, again, just to test my theory. Then my alarm goes off and I work, I shower, and I sleep. 
But what happens when the last person lets go? Will there be this big grand reveal that I was dead all along? Or will it be like an episode of Black Mirror and I'm waking up again? As a child, maybe. The same family, but something is off. The same childhood, but instead of a pet cat, I have a dog. Instead of three sisters and a brother, I have three brothers and a sister. For now, I'll do what I know to be true. I'll wake up, I'll work, I'll shower, and I'll sleep. When I was 12, I liked going into the woods behind our house. We lived in a very quiet area. We would have to drive for 15 minutes before we saw another house nearby. We had probably six acres of just forest behind us. This forest was strange. It had weird things in it, such as nails and trees, random metal objects on the ground and stuff. Well, one day I went into the woods and I would usually walk north. But this time I wanted to walk east, so I did. The east seemed way stranger than the rest of the forest. I saw dead rabbits, birds and even a dead bear. At this point I was scared and it was getting late, so I decided to go back home. I turned around and walked about ten feet and started hearing movement in the bush. I turned around and I don't see anything, so I shook it off as a bird or a squirrel. I kept walking and I kept hearing noises, so I walked faster because I was getting real scared. Then I hear loud thumping footsteps, getting closer and closer. I turn around for a quick second and see a man, probably six foot tall, running after me. He only had one strip of clothing around his waist, and he had about three teeth in his mouth at most. He was scarred and bruised everywhere on his body. I started bolting, probably the fastest I've ever ran. He was gaining on me, and right before it looked like he was about to get me, I came out of the woods. I ran to our back porch and looked back, and it was nowhere to be seen. I ran in and told my parents everything that happened. They didn't believe me until they saw a huge scratch on the back of my neck. I must have got scratched right before I got out of the woods because that was the closest he got to me. I didn't even feel it. We later moved out of that house. Thank God. I'm a surgical technician who works in the intensive care unit. We got a patient in 2010 who was a level 1 on the emergency severity index. Level 1s are people in need of immediate, life-saving care. In short, they're the most important patients in the hospital. Though to admit that goes against our code of ethics. We had a man wheeled in on a ventilator, and his skin was jaundice yellow with odd blue patches. Not only that, but he was projectile vomiting blood. It truly looked like something out of a zombie film. He was covered in dirt with a long white beard and thin as a bone. Ribs visible as a skeleton and sunburned all over. He was screaming that his stomach was going to burst, while intermittently crying out for his mother, whom he said he could see in the room. Not only did he have something life-threatening occurring, but he was also hallucinating. The man stunk like nothing I've ever smelled. We all used smelling salts as if he was already a rotten corpse. We asked him what he had eaten, and in between intelligible mutterings, he said he eats dirt. It's all I can eat, I'm homeless, he said. We immediately gave him an abdominal x-ray, and what should have been normal and dark came but was white, inside his lungs as well. We immediately put him under and started performing a partial gastrectomy, after a scope which indicated compaction of undigested earth. A bronchoscopy was done to see how much buildup was in his lungs, but by this time they filled up with blood. He died on the surgical table. Unfortunately, dirt goes in like dust, some going into the lungs and the rest into the intestines. Though we can't perform an autopsy in the ER, we did a full abdominal and intestinal scope. His guts from the abdominal cavity to the top of the small intestine was not only filled with rotten, undigested earth, 
but foraging through it were literal earthworms. The guy was a six-foot-deep corpse, even when he was alive. They'd made a home inside of the guy's entire insides, and his lungs, while the fact that he lived so long and was able to breathe was some sort of divine coincidence. The coroner said his insides were a worm farm, and days after the man died, they were still alive and cohabitating. He even said they'd been breeding and birthed babies, like some sort of death stew. He'd also formed an army of tapeworms intermingling with other worms, eating each other. The tapeworms were actually attacking the earthworms, and ridden all the way through them were chunks of worm guts. It was a fucking feeding frenzy. No wonder he felt like he was going to burst. His stomach had stretched to twice its normal size. Had he lived, three quarters of his stomach would have needed to be removed and anything more than a few green beans could have torn the tiny ball his stomach now was in half. Never in my life have I been witness to something so gut-wrenching and macabre. So please, everyone, if you're truly starving, find a food kitchen or shelter. Do not chow down on parasite-infested earth for, well, however long.